views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from ruining your life? Join award-winning author and breakthrough expert Dr. Friedman Schaub for Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most difficult challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Here is your host on Empowerment Radio, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and we are talking about a subject that can be hard and sometimes heavy for many of us. And the subject is about grief. Now, the person I invited today has been helping people through a very specific kind of grief which is the grief of losing your best friend. And I'm talking about the best friend who is furry, has a tail, four legs, and just adores you and loves you unconditionally. My special guest is a pet grief coach, helping people through overcome their grieving when it comes to losing their beloved animal. Now, not anyone or everyone uh, has dealt with pet grief, and many people may just feel like, you know, I never had pet grief because I don't like pets. Still, stay tuned, because a lot of what is uh, something she will share today about grief and how to deal with grief is also applicable in general when we are losing a loved one. So it's certainly something that can help anyone who has been dealing with grief or maybe embracing the idea that, well, sooner or later, I will need to deal with loss and saying goodbye to someone I really care and love. Now, when I was about, I don't know, 14 years old, we had a dog named Sid. And I mentioned this because grief is something so powerful that it can even overwhelm the the seemingly strongest and those that are most in control of us. And it was in this case, my father, because this dog was a dog that was like any other dog we ever had. We used to have German Shepherds when I grew up and he was the last one we had and he was anything but a well-behaved dog. He was pretty neurotic. He was basically tossed around from one family to the next and never really had a settled home. So when he was five or six years old, my, my dad was asked by one of his patients if he would take him in. And my dad, who was a sucker for animals, definitely said, yes, I will do that because he felt sorry for this dog that apparently really never had that sense of being at home or feeling that there is a stable environment for him. And 
it took our dog Sid a long time to feel at home because every time we took him somewhere just for a walk in the car, he thought, at least it felt to us, that we are giving him away again. He panicked. He was scared. He didn't want to go in the car. And he had other, you know, kind of idiosyncrasies that we learned to deal with, that we learned to embrace, but his anxiety and this, you know, kind of sad gaze on his face in his eyes never really disappeared completely, no matter how much we loved him and cared for him and supported him. And maybe that's the reason why my father really embraced him so much, because he was really needing our love and support. So when he was 12 or 13 years old and he just couldn't move anymore, his hind legs uh, couldn't really lift him up anymore, my father decided to euthanize him. And since he was a doctor, he did it himself. And I never forget how hard it was for my dad to do that. My dad, who seemed to be always in a mixture of being in control or being angry, was just like a little puddle. He was so sad. Tears were running down his cheeks and I didn't see my dad very often crying. In fact, maybe only twice in my life. There, when he had to give this dog the final injection and the dog couldn't even really acknowledge that he was uh, picked. And then when the dog took his final breath, my dad really broke down and something inside of him opened up. And I think I will always be grateful for Sid, for having, having opened up my dad's wall around his heart, just to let some of the grief and the sadness that he had been dealing with for a long time out in that process. Now, unfortunately, my dad wasn't necessarily someone who was really processing the grief very much. So at some point, he just shut back down. But that brief moment, I will always be grateful for. And so I want to talk today with my special guest about that grief and how we deal with grief and uh, and what we can do to make grief easier for us, especially when it comes to something like a you know, animal that we love, that we care for, that we have given so much to. And at the end, we always know the animal probably gonna die before us. It's just one of those things we are aware of. We will probably live longer than this animal. So I want to welcome Judy to the call. And uh, thank you so much for being here. And uh, yeah, why don't you introduce yourself? Judy, Judy Helmwright, what are you doing and how come that you became a pet grief coach? Well, thank you for inviting me to come on. I'm, I'm in Montana. You're in France. So I'm in it's France, a, right. a continent away. And isn't this amazing? I love it. <laughs> so much fun. Well, I... Um, <clears throat> my, Excuse me. My husband and I own um, a company called Animal Human Connection, and as part of that, uh, we we have a sub a sub company called Naughty Paws, 
which makes uh, toys for dogs. And they're made by veterans. And then some of the proceeds go to disabled veterans. So it's it's a good. The other one that we use, is, or the other charity we use, is Dogs on Deployment. So mm. we we give a, a portion of those proceeds to that. I'm an author. I've written 23 books, and they're up on Amazon. And um, but of of those 23 books, my number one seller by far, and and sometimes four to one, because most of my books are parenting. I'm a, and so my very best seller is the book, uh, I Lost My Best Friend Today, Dealing with the Loss of a Beloved Pet. And it's, and it's just full of stories, fun stories <clears throat> about the memories, just like your memory of, of Sid. It's, this book is just full of those. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to um, say one thing. When you in the introduction, you were saying some of you may have never had a pet or uh, are not um, sympathetic towards pets, and that's actually one of the reasons why I do pet grief coaching is because people need a safe place to cry, and and in the workplace often. Um, maybe it, that pet was their child, and when the pet dies, they they go through intense. They we go through intense grieving, and a lot of people don't understand. They say, "Get over it. It was a cat. <laughs> Come on. It wasn't like you lost your child. You know, at what point are you going to stop mourning about that stupid animal?" Well, in reality. It, that animal is very often our very best friend. It's our confidant. They, uh, many people who don't have a partner will tell their dog stories or uh, say, I got to tell you what happened at work today, or I'm really worried about this. It's, it's, so that dog becomes their confidant, their holder of secrets. And the dog uh, or cat, well, cats are kind of a breed of their own, aren't they? But uh, uh, dogs uh, just love you unconditionally. And so when you come home and they'll just meet you at the door <laughs> with their tail wagging, they don't care whether you got a raise. They don't care whether you are worried about something. They just love you unconditionally. And so when um, you mentioned in the introduction about some people may not have gone through this, I think part of what you and I need to do today is really help them to be a witness to this to this morning of, mm -hmm. of their coworkers or their neighbors or their family and acknowledge that that grief sometimes is deeper than when they've lost a human thing. I, I hear so often, uh, what's wrong with me? You know, I grieved more when my German Shepherd died than I did when my parents died. I, I, my grief is deeper than it was. And a couple of things happen. One is because of that unconditional love. There were, there were no strings attached to, with Sid. You know, he just loved you. He just loved you and trusted you. But he remembered all of those things, but he really trusted you. 
A lot of times relationships with humans carry strings. You know, I will love you if you win the soccer game. Or, I mean, it isn't said, um, I'll, I'll love you, but, but, the, but it's an unspoken thing. I'll love you if you get into college. I'll love you if you choose a good career. But, but with pups it's, or with dogs, it's, it's just un, unconditional love. And uh, so I can answer any questions, anything that you need to know about grieving, loss. Um, another one of my best-selling books is for children, and it's called um, I Miss You, Do Pets Go to Heaven? Mm. And that's, a, that's a real good children's book. Well, that's definitely something we want to also address because, you know, one of the questions I have for you is how do you tell a child that the cat passed or the dog passed or the bird passed and, and how to explain it in a way that they can process through their grieving. But we will do this after the break. So stay tuned. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Ignite your inner magic on Grow Your Soul Radio with Jane Matanga. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Jane Matanga explores how to overcome your fears to help you gain the inspiration you need to awaken your path to joy. Learn the way to life mastery and the enlightened path with Grow Your Soul Radio. For more information on Jane Matanga and her work, visit enlightened-path.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. 
Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Isn't it hard when you lose an animal, especially a companion that you have had for years and years and all of a sudden it's time to say goodbye? And isn't it really difficult to reconcile with all these deep emotions and the loss and that feeling of what's going on with me? Will I ever be normal again? Can I ever have room in my heart again? for another animal. Sometimes the loss of an animal is my guest, Judy Helm Wright, who is a grief coach, a pet grief coach, and many other things, but a pet grief coach. And like she said before, sometimes losing a pet can bring up more emotions and can bring up more grief than losing a human. And as we talked just before the break, this has to do with that feeling of being unconditionally loved and accepted no matter how you feel, no matter how many days you haven't showered, no matter what's going on with you, your pet still somehow has the capacity to accept you. How many humans can really say the same about themselves? That they are able to love and accept in that unconditional way. Now, if you have any questions or any stories about your grief and pets and and would like to have support or maybe share something that is helping others, call in at 800-930-2819. Again, that's 800-930-2819. Now, before the break, Judy, we talked about animals and emotions. And I want to ask you, How do you see the emotional depth of an animal? Do they really, in your experience, feel like we would say a human feels love? Yes. Uh, The unequivocal answer is yes. And I have to tell you, one of the questions that you brought up was the the emotions that animals feel. And animals grieve. Right now, we have Rosie, who is an Icelandic shepherd, and she's 13. She's getting ready to go across the Rainbow Bridge. And then we have a little white um, Yorkie mix called Focus. She was supposed to sit on my lap and help me focus, but she has ADD or something. She saw us all over. But the reality is when Rosie passes or when we make that decision, like your father did, that to ease her suffering, and and she passes, focus will grieve very much. She will look for her. She will try to find her. She will be confused. She will be very anxious. She will have anxiety for some time. One of the things 
if it's possible to have your your dog die at home with you and certainly held in your arms or surrounded by love, which is uh, my daughter's uh, dog just had that. And I said, isn't that amazing? Isn't that what all of us want is to be surrounded by love as we make that passing. But focus needs to be there. She mm. needs see the body she needs to in her mind she will walk around the body she will touch it she will uh, she will know that the spirit has left rosie and then it will be easier for her to accept that but when uh, when we say or, or when people say to me well dogs don't have emotions yeah they do they do they um get anxious when we're traveling, we were just mentioning going to Sedona. When they see us bring out our little suitcases, they both run to the door. Like, don't leave us. You're not leaving us. You've left us before and you're not leaving us. So they that's a signal to them that, hey, they're going somewhere. Either we're going with them or we're not. And, and as you mentioned in your uh, introduction, Sid would get anxious. He would get depressed when he had to go in the car. It was like, I, no, I don't want to. I have memories of what happens when I get in that car. And so, so animals do feel, they do, um, they do understand a lot of the words that you say. And some people say, well, they're just getting the tone of voice when you say sit or stay. Right. Right. But, but I think they really understand that they understand uh, that you're the alpha dog and and you're working with them and hopefully they know that they are loved but but they do they will grieve they will now that brings up the question about you know when you have to put an animal down is it better for the companion to be present when that happened or afterwards Yes, it is better to have that happen when, when they are put down. And a lot of people will have the vet come to their home or even the, in the car. They will go to the, be in the car, hold their pet, and the other pet will. They'll be able to see that that pet, that their companion, uh, in, this, in this instance, focus will be able to tell that Rosie's spirit is gone but it will help her deal with that more. It's, it's much just like humans. Humans need, um, they don't need a funeral for the person that died. That person's already on their next great adventure, but they need some closure, something they need to uh, have some sort of a, a ceremony or some sort of a, of a tribute, something that will say that chapter in my book is done. Right. There, you know, I, I will always have those memories, always, always, always. But that particular chapter is is done. I cannot make it come back. I can make the memories come back, but I can't make the pet or that person come back. No, I, I mean, obviously, you're a dog person. Now, I would say I'm a cat person, but it's certainly true for cats as well. Because we had some stray cats that we took care of, and one of them uh, got ill, and we took her in, and uh, eventually, unfortunately, we had to put her down because she had cancer. But the other cat never really saw that dead body, 
And for three, four months, this cat was looking for her buddy, looking for and crying. And it was much harder than when we had before animals that actually saw the dead body. So I completely agree. And we can relate to this too, because if we lose an animal because it runs away, it's much harder for us to reconcile, Mm -hmm. to maybe at some point give up the hope than when we know it's done. It's a complete deadline. So that makes complete sense. Yeah, I like to think of it as our book uh, of life. Each each chapter is um, a section of our life, and and we always have that. We always have that to refer back to, and and we'll always have the memories. I mean, look how many years <clears throat> you had Sid. How many years ago Sid was was euthanized, and yet you still remember him fondly, and mm-hmm. and you remember the situation around him and around that whole thing so yeah you never forget him you just um you just remember him fondly now what do you do let's say there's someone who had uh, a beautiful relationship with her dog and uh, really feels like this was in many ways the best friend the companion now that dog is dying or is getting older, and that person prepares her or himself already for the Is that really something that you recommend to already think about the grieving while the animal is still alive, to prepare oneself? Is there such a thing, or is it better to enjoy the time that we have to the fullest and then deal with the loss as it's happened? You know, it's, um, thanks for asking that. There's actually a term and it's called anticipatory grief. And and we're kind of going through that with Rosie right now. Her muzzle's all gray. She's got gray throughout her fur. When she rolls over for us to scratch her belly, it's all gray. And, and we know that she is coming to that period when she will die. Um, and and we grieve her, we grieve her death, and we think, okay, how will we how will we function after this, or how will we get by? So that is called anticipatory grief, and it's something like uh, in humans, if you have a loved one that has a terminal disease, you're going to grieve um, before they die. And sometimes what happens is when they do die, you feel relief. Mm. You feel guilty for feeling relief, but it's it's a relief that they no longer have to suffer. They no longer have to, um, uh, you know, be in pain. And, and so I, I know you deal a lot with anxiety and people do get anxious before their pet and just just know that that it, that it's called anticipatory grief and it's normal it's but is normal. there a way to do it in a more maybe productive way in a more healthy way in a way that actually really prepares you rather than torments you well i think that um for us once again i like the analogy of a book and you just remember them as they were younger and you comfort them and your companionship to them and know that um, they were sent to you 
for a particular reason. Their spirit united with yours and became very close. I personally believe that animals do go to heaven. And and if there is a heaven, I'm waiting for all of the animals to be there. And I can't remember what psychic George someone said that in heaven, uh, when children die, they're met by puppies and and little kittens and little lambs because that will make they will go they will go through the tunnel they will go towards that where they would not go if there were these strangers a great grandfather they're not going to go to them so little children are met with small animals I love that idea I think it's great. <laughs> Well, now, what do you do with someone who doesn't have any spiritual inclination, doesn't believe in heaven? How can you help them in their grieving process? That's something I want to ask you after the break. And, and the other thing I'm wondering is when you do feel there is a void that this loss leaves behind and you really suffer from this void, how can you deal with it? Do you just look at it like at the Grand Canyon? Do you fill it as quickly as possible? What's the best way to deal with that void? All of those things and more when we come back. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head-on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose and wholeness. For more information, visit a timeofhealing.com. Goddess Light Shamanic Healer Bree Gibbs guides us through the ascending worlds, bringing forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. Join Bree as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and more. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific for the Dr. Bree Show, The Goddess Emergence, and live the authentic life. Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. 
as a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force. Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Pet grief, the loss of your best friend is our topic today. And I'm talking with Judy Helm Wright, who is a pet grief coach. And before the break, we just talked about the void. If there is a big void inside of you that the animal leaves, how do you deal with it? Do you look at it? Do you get another animal as fast as possible? What about the feelings that are saying, well, I feel like I betray my cat, my dog, my horse, or whatever. When I'm getting another animal right away, it feels like I'm going to forget the beloved. And so I need to sit in this pain longer to honor more the relationship. What do you advise here? Well, thanks for asking, because this is a really important part, uh, whether you're spiritual or not. I, I ask clients to write the story, write the story of Sid, or, or write a letter to Sid, telling him how much he meant to your family, how much you enjoyed this, how funny it was the day that, that he buried a bone, and then somebody tried to mow the lawn and he got all upset that the, you know the the little funny stories really witness what he meant to your life and that when I work with uh, people I'll say tell me your story tell me the story of how you got the dog tell me the story of all these things and I'm typing as I'm listening and so then I send it to them and I say fill in the blanks fill in the blanks but but there's always these funny stories. There's always humorous things. There's always uh, touching things. That, that written word stands as a witness to the love and companionship that you had. I had one client who simply could not go back to her apartment. She was a single woman. Had uh, um, Her dog was everything. She she worked from home, you know, her dog, unlike Focus, would sit on her lap. And and so she she couldn't go back. She was staying in hotels and with friends. And and so we talked about writing out the story of her dog. And she could do that and every day add new things, you know, put pictures in. And and I helped her build a tribute book to her dog. And then every day she would go into her apartment for 20 minutes and then 40 minutes and then an hour. So that eventually, and she said, well, what do I do with, with, with these toys? And what do I do with this? And I said, you keep them, 
you keep them. And that doesn't mean that you necessarily give them to another dog when you get them, but you might. And, and I know the question came up was, how soon do I get another one? Right. I think, I think your spirit, your uh, whatever it is, will tell you when it's the right time. And I also think that we are drawn towards certain animals. There are some animals, if, if you were to go to the rescue place right now, there are some cats that you think, yeah, and there's some cats that you think, okay, you're going home with me. You know, you just, there's some sort of a connection, whether you, whether some people think it's a spiritual spiritual one or not, there's some sort of connection with a certain animal. And you just, you just bond. And so you'll know when it's time to get another one. But that concern that you betray the one that just left, you know, is this really something that we have to even consider? You know, this is a form of emotional abandonment. I should still sit in this grief for at least six months because my beloved animal deserves it. Or are we actually tormenting ourselves? Let's say you feel like after a week, you know, I just miss this, you know, little creature in the house. I want to go and find another animal. But then there comes the guilt. Now, is that guilt really just showing that we are callous, that we are already wanting to have another animal? Or is it just also okay for us to accept that we have, again, as you said, closed that one chapter And we are ready to open another chapter. And that doesn't mean that we are forgetting the old chapter. We are just ready to write a new one. What would you say to people? Are they callous when they want to have a new animal right away? Or is it just their way of processing? Okay, so have you, uh, no, they're not callous. But have you ever known someone who was married? My husband and I have been married 55 years. Wow. Uh, I know. Isn't that great? I know. And we still really love each other. We have lots of fun together. But we enjoy marriage. There's Dwayne, there's Judy, and there's marriage. We enjoy the uh, things of marriage. Should I die, I don't doubt that he would say, I really liked being married. That was, that was a good relationship. And he would find someone else. Not to replace me, but to... Um, you know, that institution of marriage, the same thing with animals. You, uh, you love having an animal. That doesn't mean that you're betraying that one. But I have to tell you that that writing out their story is very powerful. It's mm -hmm. very, very powerful. It's in that writing, you're saying, I'll never forget you. I'm, I'm immortalizing you right here. I'll never forget this. So even if you, if I have another companion, because I like animals in my house, I'm comfortable with a dog that it's fun for me to have a dog to walk with. So it's, it's much like the institution of marriage. Some people, when their spouse dies, they think, yeah, I like being married. Right. Others think, No, that would be betraying my love for her. And so I'll stumble along lonely and, and sad and whiny and anxious. That isn't healthy for either one of us, you know, either a dog or a mate. It's, it's Now, better. If you would die, you probably wouldn't want your husband to stumble along alone no. just under you. No, 
No, I would want him to find someone that could go dancing with him, could do the same things that we did, the things that he enjoyed as a couple. Yeah, I would want that. Well, and that's what I think about animals. If animals are, which I believe, unconditionally loving us, there's certainly no jealousy when we are opening our heart to another animal. They're actually just happy for us. But, you know, again, for all of those of you that don't really have any uh, spiritual beliefs or inclinations, just uh, go to the refrigerator and get a glass of milk. Uh, but I want to ask you for a moment, Judy, you wrote about this beautiful rainbow bridge and the things that you tell your clients about where animals go. So what are your beliefs about this? Is this, you know, like uh, animal heaven where they go what experiences do you have did ever animals once they died show up in your dreams again tell your stories what what would you like to share about that well i i um it's it's interesting because some people say death uh, or passing on or uh, whatever and i always consider it because i do believe that maybe it's parallel lives. I don't know. I do believe that there is an afterlife. And I have had proof of that because I have seen unseen things. Uh, and But I always say they're off on their next great adventure. So when my Facebook friends say, oh, my dad died and I'm so sad, I say, oh, he will have so much fun on his next great adventure. And that's how I feel about animals. They're uh, they're. With humans, we talk about uh, moving into the next uh, place, you know, and some people call it heaven. Some people just call it moving on. I call it the next great adventure. And so there's this poem in the little um, brochure that I have. And, and I want to make sure that people know that if they write to me uh, at Judy H. Wright, at Gmail, and in the subject line, write brochure or pamphlet or something, I will mail them this. I need their physical address, and I'll, I'll mail them a copy of this, which really goes into That's detail. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I... Uh, and what I, is that poem? <laughs> Share uh, this poem. Now you started talking oh, about it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's called, There is a Bridge Connecting Heaven and Earth. It's called the Rainbow Bridge because of its many colors. Just this side of the Rainbow Bridge is a land of meadows, hills, and valleys, all of it covered with lush green grass. When a beloved pet dies, the pet goes to this lovely land. There's always food and water and warm spring weather. There, the old and frail animals are young again. Those who are maimed are made whole once more. They play all day with each other, content and comfortable. There's only one thing missing you. They're, they are not with that special person who loved them on earth. So each day they run and play until the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks up. Then the nose twitches. The ears are up. The eyes are staring. You have been seen. And the one suddenly runs from the group. You take him or her in your arms and embrace. Your face is kissed again and again and again, and you look once more into the eyes of your trusting pet, then together you will cross the rainbow bridge, never again to be separated. Mm. 
Well, that's comforting in itself. Just that thought of, yes, we're going to reunite again across the bridge. Beautiful poem. And when we come back, we'll talk more about if it gets easier, because you had a lot of animals. I had a lot of animals in my life. If it gets easier, the grief, or if it always stays hard, and what else we can do once we go through this process. So stay tuned. And again, if you have any questions, Call in 800-930-2819. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Learn and explore fascinating and practical uses of essential oils, how to use them, and how they can enhance your everyday life. The Oil Lounge was founded by three remarkable women with fascinating stories about how essential oils changed their lives. Tina and Laura from The Karmic Path have joined forces to educate the masses in the benefits of young living essential oils. For more information, visit theoillounge.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration? You might just be on the verge, on the verge of attracting your soulmate. Tune in each month to The Laura Richer Show, where dating coach Laura Richer and co-host matchmaker Peggy Bennett share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. For more information, visit richerhealinghypnosis.com. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. 
we talked about grieving and animal grief and uh, how animals can also be such a beautiful enrichment in our lives that uh, I do believe sometimes we don't appreciate enough. So anyone who has an animal uh, out there listening to the show, just take a moment to really have gratitude and appreciation for this companion. Animals are, yes, maybe they feel like they want a lot. They bark, they want food, they climb on your lap. But it's so much love and so much healing they give you. My wife was sick for a week now with the flu, and, and there is this little healer cat that just knows exactly what's going on. As soon as you know, there is a little sadness or someone doesn't feel good, that cat is there and doesn't move. And we had such a cat when I grew up, or actually later also in life, where my father uh, passed, and he was bedridden for about a month. And there was a cat that laid next to him every day and was just not moving and you know unless it had to but most of the time it just was his companion and was giving him really comfort because he knew that he will pass but i think also he was scared at times and just having this cat by him and he could reach out his hand and he could touch her fur and pet a little bit. And it just gave him really such a, a soothing experience. Now, the interesting thing was that the cat one day before he died actually left. Almost like, you know, my job is done. Mm -hmm. And that night he died. So it was, for me, a, a beautiful testimony to how much our animals actually are tuned in with us and how much they are giving to us. So. It's not only when we lose them that we should really honor them, but we need to honor them as long as we have them and really be grateful for them. But uh, Judy, what I wanted to ask you is about grief and if it gets easier when you lose animals. And sometimes people say, you know, it was so hard. I cannot do this again. Is that really true? Or do we become more skilled in the loss and in the grieving? I, I think we become more skilled. And I think that one of the things that um, I want to talk about is that as humans, we would do well to study how our animals react, how they comfort. That cat comforted your father, and it was um, an unconditional comfort, and it was also just being there. It didn't have to do anything just being there. And I think when we look at how you had mentioned how you got a new horse and how the other horses uh, worked him into the group. And, and if we can model our behavior after the animals, we'll all be so much better off. The grief does uh, get better, but that, but it's always there. And once again, I want to tell your, your, Listeners, uh, if you will write to Judy H. Wright at Gmail uh, and put brochure or death of a pet or something in the subject line so I know who it's from, I'll mail you one of these. And this kind of goes into detail on what grief to expect, how long it will last, when to get a new pet, all of the questions that you have. I'd love to share that with your listeners. 
And is that a hard copy or is it a PDF that they get? I could I could send either one. I'd be more than happy to just put this in a little envelope and send it to them or I'll send them a PDF. Excellent. I'll do anything that they want or they can call me and I will work with them as a pet grief coach. It usually takes about three sessions, uh, about a week apart, to really uh, have someone, me, stand as a witness to their anxiety, to their grief, and to their depression, and help them with tools to uh, certainly not overcome that grief, but to put it into a proper perspective in their life so that they can go on. And uh, how can they find you? Do you have a website? I do. It's Judy Helm Wright. Um, let's see. I think it's judyhelmwright.com or artichokepress.com. I don't know. Look on Facebook, Judy Helm Wright. And okay. ask to be my friend. I'd love to have <laughs> you be my friends. Yeah, and uh, once they find you, they can set up a time to talk. And absolutely, uh, absolutely, I'd love to. I'd love to help them through this grieving process, because you know, grief is part of life. We live, we die, um, and life goes on. So, but we, but sometimes we need a little help in that transition. But that's one thing that I find is so important about uh, also what we just talked about, helping animals, I mean, helping ourselves with the grief of losing an animal and uh, in general, just facing the grieving process more consciously that since it is such a normal part of life, it is really good to start acknowledging it, thinking about it, embracing it early on not just being in denial and feeling like, well, I don't want to think about losing anyone because it's too scary or too hard. Because it's in those moments when we really fall into this abyss of the pain and the anxiety and not knowing what to do. So there isn't really any better time to just prepare yourself of knowing, yes, at some point I will deal with this and this is right now how I want to really approach the grieving process as the present moment. And, and I think this is something that we can do with uh, the beloved humans, the beloved animals, even with ourselves. We can even help people that love us dearly to share with them how we want to be grieved. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this is something that I certainly loved what you said about your husband, that you want him not to sit around and, bemoan you for too long but you want him to have another companion another adventure sure. and if you never talk about it then you certainly uh you know let your partner also there in the unknown that's right and you you say that, you know as you are anticipatory grief as you are in anticipatory grief and knowing like our rosie is has a gray muzzle and is very very old we tell her how much we love her. We tell her what memories we will always have of her. And um, we just we just build new memories with her. But we love the idea of having animals in our home. Is it that is uh, that doesn't mean that Rosie isn't special or focus isn't special. It just means that we are the type of people who love animals. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your wisdom on grieving. And I know there is so much more we could talk about. So please send an email and uh, to Judy so that you get this brochure, which I have. It's really wonderful and, uh, and a great uh, support in that time of loss. Well, thank you, Judy, for being here. And thank you for tuning in and listening. And uh, until next time on Empowerment Radio, goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.